Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Dante of the Catholic Review. With us today on Catholic Baltimore is Father Leo Perez talking about Mission Sunday, which is October 21st this year. Father Perez is Secretary General for the Pontifical Missionary Union, one of the four pontifical mission societies in the United States. A missionary oblate of Mary Immaculate, he has been a priest for 34 years. His first assignment was to the oblate mission in Mexico, where he worked four years in the Diocese of Pueblo, a missionary among young people, very much the theme of this year's World Mission Sunday, and we'll talk about that later in the show. He was visiting remote areas with a team of youths, giving retreats, and then he studied for his doctorate in Rome. From 1994 until June of this year, he was a professor of moral theology at the Oblate School of Theology in San Antonio, Texas. He also taught and lectured in seminaries in the missions, including South Africa and Congo. Father Leo authors a blog in English and in Spanish for Missio, which is the digital presence of the Pope's Mission Societies. He also does themed quizzes in MissioBot, the Pontifical Mission Society's Facebook Messenger chat. We'll talk about that later, too. Welcome to the show, Father Leo. We're glad to have you with us today. Thank you very much, Chris. It's great to be talking to you and your listeners from here in New York, the offices of the Pontifical Mission Societies. When we speak of the mission church, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking specifically about uh, those that part of the world, mostly foreign missions from the USA, that need some help financially or uh, they don't have enough priests or religious. They need a little bit of help from other churches to be able to spread the Word of God. And so the United States generally is not considered mission country anymore. And we like to think of ourselves, and and we'd like to think that all the baptized people here in the United States, that that of course we are missionaries. That's what World Mission Sunday is about, reminding us that we're missionaries, even if we're not foreign missionaries, and that we can take part in reaching out to all those people that are mission countries. And Pope Francis especially has talked about the fact that all of us Catholics need to be missionary disciples. I know that sometimes Catholics get a little bit worried about that. They seem like that's proselytizing. But really, to be missionary disciples is to show your love of the faith and your love of Jesus to others, right? Correct. And just a few quotes from Pope Francis about World Mission Sunday, which is coming up in a few weeks. He he wants us to remember that our lives uh, are missions. And so we've been called since before we were born to carry out a mission in the name of Jesus Christ. And so well, however we live, uh, whether we're single people, married people, uh, re- religious or clergy or lay people, we need to proclaim Jesus Christ in all our lives. And there's so many ways that we can transmit our faith that we have received. And uh, that's what being a Christian is all about, witnessing to the love that we have received from Jesus Christ and sharing it with others. Mission Sunday is always the third weekend in October, and why is it so important for us as a church to focus 
you spend at least one weekend at Mass focused on the missions? Well, it's important for one thing because uh, without the help of generous people like the United States, there's so many areas of the world where the, the work of, of the church, the Catholic Church, would not be able to continue. Historically, the United States has been very, very generous, maybe uh, among the, uh, the, the top two of all the countries in the world, uh, sharing resources with the poor and, and helping convents and seminaries uh, continue to flourish. You know, in the United States, we're, we're maybe not having right now a moment of growth when it comes to seminaries and convents, but uh, African Asia is booming. And so while we have a lot of finances here, uh, they don't. So that's one way that we can share uh, and we can help the church grow when when uh, we can donate to World Mission Sunday. We know that we'll be helping where the money is needed the most. And, and we'll get, if you want to put it this way, the most bang from our buck. Mm-hmm. Some of that money goes directly to uh, religious and priests and seminarians on the ground, people in parishes, in churches throughout the, those countries, right? So it, it really Correct. is the kind of thing that helps them live, can, can be sustained from day to day so that they can do their ministry. Isn't that correct? Yes. Uh, I've mentioned Africa and Asia, and uh, World Mission Sunday helps seminaries and convents, you know, prepare future uh leaders of the church, but also um, we're helping the church in Africa with their primary and their secondary schools that are run by the Catholic Church, uh, educating more than 23 million students in Africa alone. And in Asia, it's more than 7 million young people who are educated in primary and secondary schools. And then there's also the Catholic uh run hospitals around the world, which one number in the thousands, 6,400 in Africa, almost 5,000 in Asia. So it's, it's these, uh, if you want to put it on the ground work, people who are in the trenches that are able to touch lives in education, in parishes, in hospitals, and in clinics. And they're bringing the, the word of God and the love of Christ to people who, who need it desperately. And so that's why it's so important to have every year this World Mission Sunday so that we can take part in that and realize that even though we might be far away from the most needs, that, that we can be close and we can be helpful also. Father Leo, you mentioned that some of these uh, seminaries and convents in the developing countries, in these mission countries, are growing. That's really kind of backwards from when it was uh, several decades ago when we had plenty of vocations in the U.S. and we were sending missionaries to these other countries. Why has that changed and what kind of hope does that give us for the church to know that there are places where the church is growing faster and faster than, Mm -hmm. than almost faster than we can keep up? Right. And this is the Holy Spirit at work in the world, and, and no one can control the Spirit, right? I no. wish that our seminaries and convents were full here. But the, the, the Spirit is allowing us to have wonderful seminarians and, and sisters and brothers from uh, countries in Asia and throughout Africa and also Latin America and, and in the Pacific Islands. These places are booming. And so for, for so many varied reasons, the church is alive and people are answering with not only yes, 
but with their whole lives and, and committing themselves to uh, a life of preparation for the priesthood, the sisterhood, the brotherhood. And uh, it's just amazing what, what has come about. And so uh, because they have such numbers, they're then willing to come and work in the U.S. And right. We've got a lot of them. And we've met these people. Sure. We've got a lot of them in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and it's and it's great to see kind of the seeds that were planted decades ago coming back to, to grow and, and blossom and help plant new seeds here in the U.S. Yes, I remember as a child, it was uh, in my hometown, we had many missionaries from Spain and from Ireland, and they were just wonderful priests and sisters, and we had some Americans, too, born in the USA, but those mission con- those missionaries from, let's say, Europe, uh, that kind of is drying up, sure. but now the missionaries are, are coming from Africa, the ones that we thought were mission lands. Missionaries used to come to the U.S. from other countries, and now we're blessed uh, with missionaries from Africa and Asia coming to the U.S. instead of us just going out to them. And uh, that's, in a sense, allowing, we're seeing the Holy Spirit at work in maybe ways that we didn't plan, but the fruit of the Spirit is alive, and uh, the, the Word of God is being spread in the U.S. by these great friends of Christ, too. That's a good thing to have, uh, and we're especially blessed at this point. After the break, we're going to talk some more with Father Leo Perez about Mission Sunday and the work of the Church around the world. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Deacons and candidates for that ministry alike agree that the timeless call to serve transcends any crisis facing the Catholic Church. That was among the takeaways from a Deacon Day of Enrichment October 6th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Fulton, where approximately 25 deacons of the Archdiocese of Baltimore renewed their vows, and another 13 entered their admission to the Candidacy for Holy Orders. That came during a morning Mass celebrated by Bishop Mark E. Brennan, who afterward led a candid open forum about the state of the Church in the wake of the clergy sexual abuse scandal and the role of deacons in that Church. The 13 have completed a year in discernment to confirm their calling and are in the first of three years of formation, which includes assignments in parishes, hospitals, and other ministries. In his homily, Bishop Brennan reminded the candidates of the importance of the roles they serve during that process. The community of disciples, the church, has got to get to know you and see how you respond, he said. If you are to serve God's people now, you must seek the Lord's faith in daily personal prayer. If you do, you will be equipped interiorly to haul in a great catch for the Lord for your diaconal service. You will be able to say confidently, Here I am. Send me. To read more on this story and many more, visit catholicreview.org. Priests need spiritual mothers. In a talk sprinkled with stories of Saints Therese of Lisieux, Teresa of Avila, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and Pope John Paul II, keynote speaker Kathleen Beckman asked participants at the Maryland Catholic Women's Conference October 6th to pray for priests, to remain faithful to the Church in spite of the clergy abuse scandals, and to be like Mary. Beckman, author of When Women Pray and president of the Foundation of Prayer for Priests, urge participants to pray for priests first, even before their own families. I am investing in my family when I invest in the priesthood, she said, noting the gifts her family has received through priests, such as the sacraments. 
In the wake of clergy sexual abuse, Beckman asked participants to remain faithful to the church. To read more about this story and many more, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Emily Rosenthal. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back on Catholic Baltimore talking with Father Leo Perez about Mission Sunday and the work of the church around the world. Mission Sunday is October 21st this year. You'll be hearing about it in your local parish. Father Leo, can you share some of your experience working in the mission and how that's affected your life? Yes. Yes, very much so. Uh, I happen to be uh, from the congregation of the Missionary Oblates of Mary Immaculate. And that was, that's a missionary congregation formed after the French Revolution. And our founder, St. Eugene de Mazenod, sent missionaries around the world. And some of the first people, places he sent missions were, of course, to the USA. And so uh, we opened, uh, he opened a parish in Buffalo, New York, and, and then to the missions in south, deep south Texas along the Rio Grande River. And then eventually in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, because there were so many needs there with the new immigrants. And so, uh, and, and by the way, I grew up in a town that where those in deep South Texas, where uh, the Oblate parishes were settled by uh, missionary Oblates of Mary Immaculate. So when I when I felt a call to the priesthood, I joined the Oblate, and uh, I've really enjoyed my uh, my ministry as a so missionary mission really in foreign lands and here. So that mission really was ingrained in you from an early age, and and you responded to that call. Correct. And so after my, my seminary formation, which was in San Antonio, Texas, at Oblate School of Theology, my first assignment was to Mexico. And I volunteered to go to the Diocese of Puebla in Mexico. It's uh, near Mexico City on the other side of uh, the volcanoes. And I had a, a wonderful assignment. I belonged to the youth missionaries of the Archdiocese of Puebla. And so I worked for the the chancery office, and I formed a part of the youth ministry team. And what I would do is I was assigned with a group of, of young people to help me. We would go every weekend to a different rural town that was isolated where young people wouldn't have the opportunities to have maybe a youth retreat uh, because they were so isolated and, and uh, resources were scarce. 
And I did that for four years. And I had some wonderful experiences. I was in my uh, late 20s and early 30s, so I had a lot of energy. And it was just exciting uh, every weekend going to uh, a different area of Mexico and, and experiencing a different culture because there's different indigenous uh, cultures in that part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so I even remember one retreat was translated into an English language. I spoke in Spanish, and then it was translated to Totonaco, if you, uh, if you can imagine that. Wow. So you've done a lot of work with youths along the way. As you and I are speaking right now, the World Synod of Bishops is meeting in Rome with a particular focus on youths and young adults. Why is it so important that the Church looks in depth at how young people experience our faith? Well, I think the the Church is very right to uh, go to young people because uh, they're the people whose life and faith is on fire in a way. Uh, God uses the youth and the energy that they have to spread the Word of God. And and I remember when I was uh, uh, just had received my vocation, uh, I really felt on fire. You know, now I'm kind of a moderate burner <laughs> when it comes to, to spreading the Word of God. But I remember when when everything was new and wonderful. And there's something about uh, uh, young people that they they take that newness and, and they bring a fresh energy. And so the church knows that, that if we neglect the youth, uh, we're neglecting a great part of how the Holy Spirit works in the world. And so uh, the youth are, are helping us then to be reborn in our faith, and they're reminding us uh, what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so this, this aspect of the life of young people is something that always needs to be alive in the church. And the hope is they can spread that fire, that their fire, to the rest of us who might have become lukewarm at this point. Correct, correct, and and that's exactly what's happening. And so I've always loved youth ministry, even though uh, I'm now 61 years old, by the way, mm-hmm. and I've been ordained 34 years. I'm still very excited about youth ministry, but in many ways, uh, I'm not so much uh, teaching them as also I'm receiving so much from the young people, and they're keeping my faith alive and, and energetic, and, and that's one of the reasons I continue to do youth ministry, because uh, it, I get so much out of it myself. You're doing something new also with Missio, and that's these themed quizzes on the Missio bot on Facebook. Uh, Father Leo, how do these quizzes work? You know, we have a lot of people who are listening who might use Facebook, but they may have never come across a chat bot, or the Missio bot specifically. How do these work, and what kind of response do you get from Facebook users? Well, people who are on Facebook, especially Messenger, uh, they have the opportunity then to, to see our Missio bot. We have a, a team here in New York City, and uh, we use the Missio bots to qu- create quizzes so that anyone who, who goes to this site uh, can answer some quizzes about their faith, and then you can go deeper if you're interested and clicking on some links, uh, and and eventually uh, reading some blogs. And I've become a blogger. I, I never realized I would be a media missionary, but I know it's so important. And here at the office, my staff has taught us that we need to be missionaries even on the media. And so one of the things we do then is this Missio bot. And I encourage anyone uh, to, to go to the Missio website, 
just type in Missio and, and follow the leads there and, and discover these quizzes and learn about their Catholic faith this way. So if, some, if someone is using Facebook or Facebook Messenger, they can go on there and they can search for Missio and they can find all this content? Yes, and they'll be happy they did because some of them are, are cartoon style, and I think young people can can uh, enjoy that. But there's also behind the, the funny and cute images, there's uh, ways to learn about scripture and about your faith. And and if you'd like to, then you can even read my blog. Or if you just want to skip uh, some of the the bot, you can just. Uh, Type in to Google Father Leo Perez blog, and, and you'll see a list of my blogs there, and, and you'll get some of uh, that faith content. That's great. How can local Catholics get involved in the missions? Obviously, we've got Mission well, Sunday coming up, and that's important. How do Catholics get involved in that? One thing I, I always encourage people to do is, is to live a life of prayer. And uh, one of the co-patronesses of the miss- missions is St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. She was a Carmelite sister who never left the Carmelite convent in Lisieux, France. But she is, we understand that she's a co-patroness of the missions because of her connection in faith and her constant prayers for the missionaries, support them in their letters, etc. So I, I encourage everyone first to have a life of prayer. And then whatever way they can to get involved into first the life of their parish or uh, of groups uh, that belong in church Catholic movements to, in a sense, channel their energies and be with like-minded people. Because it is when we are a church that we're most touched by, by Christ. Yes, we could do it all by ourselves, just through a quiet life of prayer, but it is when we're involved in our parishes and, and, and in activities through our dioceses and other church movements that we can be touched by others who have learned about these things before us. And, and that's a wonderful way to get more involved in mission. So I encourage people to do that, first of all. And then if they would like to um, be more active, they can go to our platform. I mentioned the Missio uh, website. There are many ways that they can support the foreign missionaries financially. And you can, on that platform, you can choose a continent or a uh, a style of ministry, uh, and and pledge twenty five dollars, and or uh, ask for for masses to be said, and those are other ways financially that uh, foreign missions can be helped. Some some people think, why did we misspell mission? We left off the n, but missio is actually a Latin word for mission. And so, uh, yes, I encourage people to go to the site and just uh, find what's most interesting to you there. There's a lot of resources you can discover there about World Mission Sunday and uh, ways that you can celebrate it and live it and how you can contribute and be a part of the Pope's mission throughout the world. Yes, and let me just clarify that is missio.org, M-I-S-S-I-O.org. And actually, if you go to that page, uh, it comes up, and you can actually have a little chat with the Pope if, you, if you'd like on that page. There's a lot of great uh, information there on how to support the missions and how to be involved. We've been talking with Father Leo Perez about the missions and spreading the Catholic faith throughout the world, even on Facebook and on the web. Thank you so much for being with us today, Father Leo. You're welcome, Chris. God bless you, and God bless all your listeners. Thank you. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. Subscribe to this show on Apple's podcast or on SoundCloud. Thanks for spending time with us.
For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks, and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.